0: Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And we wrap up the week in Alabama with a trip to Waverly, where we talked to a gentleman named Tony Brooke and his musical stylings. And we'll get to Tony in just a moment. You know, you meet, you fall in love, you commit to each other. That's the easy part. And somehow, after two years or so, though, things begin to be challenging. Emotions and flair have waned. We disagree more. We feel disillusioned at times. And this period of disappointment can last a long, long time, even years. This is usually when couples seek out therapists to help learn better communication skills. Two years after forever a relationship workbook is dedicated to help couples find that effective communication. This guidebook, a sort of how to book teaches some skills to, to learn about communication deficiencies that likely exist, but better. It offers exercises that you can do to improve those skills and be better communicators, better partners two years after forever. It's not a self-help book. It's a workbook. You have to do the work. And if you do these exercises and together, apply the lessons that you learn, you will absolutely see a difference in all of your relationships, particularly lasting into the future, like forever. Two Years After Forever. Author, Mike Pollard, 30-year therapist, twoyearsafterforever.com and available at Amazon today and forever. So Tony Brooke, Waverly, Alabama. You see here by Auburn, huh? Yeah, sure. So we're probably about, uh, I don't know, 10,
1: 15 minutes north of Auburn mm-hmm. um, on Highway 2, U.S. Highway 280. Uh, and, and kind, of, kind of a sleepy little community up here. Um, they've got a post uh, post office and a restaurant and a bar, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All that, the
0: essentials. <laughs> is that where you're from originally, from Waverly, or is that just where you've settled down?
1: No, I, uh, I'm from, uh, I grew up. I was born and uh, spent my formidable years down in a little town called Laverne, Alabama, which is down south, almost uh, on the Florida panhandle border down that way.
0: So Uh down the down the swamp, I guess you'd say. (laughs) And uh, what's the rivalry like with you and uh, Huntsville? Uh,
1: Huntsville's just, uh, it's off the chain. It's uh, it's, yeah. its growing by leaps and bounds, and, and the music industry's really taking hold up there from what I understand. I've, I've got a few connections and a good, few good friends up that way. Uh, I haven't played up there in a, in a couple of years, but, uh, uh, you know, with, the, with all that went on in 2020 and 2021 and all, it's... Uh, I'm sure I'll get back up that way. It's just been a, a process of, uh, of getting reacquainted with people that didn't totally lose their mind. You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how would you define your style? Are you, are you traditional country? Would you call yourself just a country musician? Cause you get a lot of blues, a lot of blues in your style. Yeah. I've,
1: I've, I've, uh, I've always been drawn to the blues, just uh, a creature of my uh, surroundings as a kid, I guess. And, uh, um you know i i never really considered myself uh much of a um straight up country guy uh i, I guess you would for lack of a better term maybe Amer- americana blues or something like yeah. that yeah i, I uh, you know i i love rock and roll I love blues uh i love uh country i i just whatever is uh uh Southern music is what I grew up on. All the old muscle,
0: that whole muscle shoals thing, huh?
1: That, uh now Memphis muscle Shoals, yeah. uh there's great music in New Orleans, of course, uh, all up down the coast, uh, you know, West Alabama with uh, and Mississippi and and the influence of uh, just straight up blues and and all, all points in between, I guess you yeah. could say.
0: How long how long have you been doing this now Tom?
1: Uh I guess officially I've I've I got uh I got laid off from uh, I was working with uh, had a corporate job back in 1991 and uh I got laid off and uh, I was going to take a year off and that turned into whatever that is is, something years I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh luckily <laughs> for me luckily for me there was a thriving Music uh, scene, and uh, you know, all over the South, really. So um, that was that was prior to the uh, advent of the smartphone, where you know that kind of I think did a lot uh, to kill a lot of uh, live music venues, just because people would sit around and look at their phone and and find you know a video they like, then they might go see somebody live. But, you know, I don't know. It just went downhill after that.
0: It seems like. You stole my question, dude. I was going to ask you because you came in, uh, got into this like full time about 30 years ago. So smartphones, YouTube, there were, there were still relatively new. And, and you've gone through this whole thing. So what have you seen change in the industry from your perspective in terms of like a draw, what, what a club owner might want, what people are wanting? Yeah. What What do you see that's different uh, since technology has changed?
1: Well, I, it, just like I said, the, the cell phones. Just uh, I mean, it's been great in some aspects, of course, but uh, it's it's destroyed a lot of things too. And uh, you know, I, uh, people people. Do, uh, I don't think have the. the cho- I mean, they got a lot more choices to whatever's uh, you know <clears throat> on the algorithm, but <laughs> so far as even like years ago there were several clubs around i i was fairly um, i guess popular and i i gave away a lot of music back in those days just to give you know i i, I would give away cds and off, off the stage and that did a lot for my music really oh, every, every time i gave boy a cd they, they usually was a five or a tenor came out of their hand into the into the tip jar anyway. So it all worked out in the end, yeah. but, but I mean, you know, there were, um, there was a legendary club here in Auburn. Um, uh, you know, opened up for a lot of acts there including like when government mule was starting out, we were talking earlier yeah, yeah. before the show, you uh, know, uh, when it was, uh, they were just three piece band with, when it, when Alan Rohde was playing bass, um, who was at the time? The Brothers' bass player, yeah, of course, yeah. with uh, with uh, Warren Haynes. and and anyway. But yeah, uh, a lot of guys, Texas and stuff. But uh, you know, and, but now that club's not even here anymore. And it was legendary with the uh, uh, the kind of acts that came through there. I played there many times and opened up for a lot of big big acts. And um, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of those clubs are just not here anymore.
0: So, where uh, are some of these big acts you open for? You mentioned Government Mule. I'm a big fan. I'm a big Mule fan. But where's some other acts you may have opened for? Uh, well, and that, what, that club alone, it was people. Uh, I think I opened
1: up for. Well, I know I opened up for Government. We opened up for Government Mule and um, um, some of the guys from Texas that will come through. I, I did a couple of shows with uh, Robert O'Keefe.
0: Um, okay. Uh let's say you get caught up in that whole West Texas swing swing thing that was yeah. taken over Yeah. Yeah. Will uh, comes comes by. I
1: think I, I think they call it red dirt music out there or something red, like that. Okay.
0: Red dirt music I like that. Um, how would you get started? Did you start as a kid? Did you
1: Man, I I just uh where I grew up there was it was not much of a um uh, there was not uh, uh, it was not encouraged to be a musician, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I worked, uh, I had, a, uh, I was playing sports in high school and stuff and had a a, a, a little injury one time that I had to sit out for a year and I actually rode, rode my bicycle to a little AM radio station there. And, um, uh, and they oddly enough gave me a job so that's that's how much i loved music wow. and and that was uh that was in the uh, mid-70s i guess mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: mid to late 70s and uh, i worked there and it was wonderful because all this music i'd never heard of was coming out of uh like austin texas like of course Will, willie Nelson they'd, had just moved out there and released, uh, the sound in your mind, which I didn't know anything about Willie Nelson. (laughs) And, um, but, uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, Willie Nelson, people like that. And all these great records were coming in and I, their format was just play whatever came through the, you know, mailbox. So if you, so I got to do, you know, I got
0: to explore that and, um, yeah, we used, they, to call that, uh, used to call that AOR, right, all over the road? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much.
1: And, yeah, it, it was wonderful. Uh, and, of course, on Saturday mo- or Sunday mornings I got to open up and there would be all these, um, um, you know, black gospel groups that come in singing a cappella uh-huh. stuff that would just just raise the roof off the place, just me and oh. the c- control room and them in the studio and that was just absolutely amazing so yeah I, I had a good education about a lot of stuff there just uh just by blind luck you know i did, yeah. I, I don't think i've ever planned a whole lot
0: <laughs> well but, back then and people that like i've worked in radio for a while too but back then you had a certain amount of programming time you had to allocate for yeah. community service you had and so sundays was always you know church shows you yeah know? Absolutely. so that's cool absolutely. That you went you did live stuff
1: that's oh cool. yeah Oh, it was great. It was, it was wonderful. You know, it was, uh, I remember one group was called uh, Reverend Perkins and the Golden Angels and uh, <laughs> man, it was something. If you didn't feel the spirit there, you just, you, and
0: you're <laughs> just dead <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's it was nice. awesome. Yeah. I, 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 you know, uh, yeah, it was, it was wonderful.
0: It really so, was. So you said music wasn't really encouraged. Maybe, yeah. maybe even frowned upon. I know in some some communities it's just like, well, if you play music, you're just one of them hippie boys or whatever. You know, back yeah. in that air. you know, so you just kind of fly under the radar. But when did you really like start? writing? Did you write first, or did you start playing first, or how did that evolve?
1: Well, I think it all happened kind of simultaneously. I just, um, you know, worked at the radio station, and uh, then I had uh, a friend that was. Uh, good friend of mine. He was older than me and, uh but, uh, he was into music and had a couple of guitars or two or three guitars. And he showed me a couple of chords and then he had an old, uh, plywood guitar. That, uh, he let me borrow. So, yeah. And yeah. I think first I just, uh, I had, uh, um, a John Prine record, his first record that had Sam Stone and uh, uh, uh Six O'Clock News, and and funny how an old broken bottle looks like a diamond ring, and the rest of those wonderful songs. Uh-huh. I think it came, I think it came out in '72, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And I had that record, and um oddly enough, I learned about every, about uh, probably about half the songs all there.
0: No yeah, kidding, um, yeah.
1: And, just the uh, just
0: the chords or did you learn like the entire instrumentation or would you learn
1: just just i could i could i could you know i knew three chords and i could felt like i could sing songs
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know uh yeah and uh then my mom ma- my mother heard me playing and I, I was out of high school i just graduated uh, and uh i don't know i probably didn't year after i graduated high school maybe 19 years old or something 18 19
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um uh, she heard me playing uh yeah i was at at my parents house and i was in the bedroom playing that borrowed plywood guitar she she took me to montgomery alabama bought me a uh, um little japanese guitar that i still have today that my oh, wife oh, cool. plays a lot yeah it's a a suzuki it was made by suzuki violin company and it was a copy of a martin 000 28 so wow. that would be it was a very good copy too and uh so it was you know uh that uh yeah we still got it she plays it uh yeah so
0: now, Mary, your wife, uh, she plays with you sometimes or all the time or what?
1: It, well, sometimes we play a lot. We collaborate on songs and, and this, that. And the but, other. Did she help
0: you write any of these songs we listen to today or is that all your work? No,
1: no that was, uh, mostly my work. I think there's a couple of songs that, um, uh, when I was in England with her, I was going up back and forth for about the last 12 years a lot and, uh there was a time when I was uh, a co-writing with a gentleman named George Nicholson. I uh, had a lot of time on my hands. I think George did too. And, uh, he was a very generous guy. And he, he had been in the music business somewhat, uh, uh earlier. And, uh, uh, we, we, uh, we wrote a couple of two or three songs on there. I can't remember exactly. I think, uh, uh, Broken Wings was one I do believe we wrote together, and also maybe maybe Alabama Crossroads.
0: Yeah, it's a great I song. Think. We'll get to in a little bit. Um, I did want to talk. I yeah. guess let's talk first about the first yeah. one we're going to listen to here. And that's Old Town, and uh, immediately yeah. caught it immediately caught my eye because I have family that lived lived and lived in Old Town, Florida. So I didn't know if it was a oh a, wow if it was Dedicated to Old Town Florida, or if it was just yeah. to Old Town. And I, you know, I was just really excited to hear it and listen to the song, a really good song. So, where'd they come oh, from? Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah. Um, that came uh, just, it had nothing to do with Old Town Florida, but I think uh, it'd be the same um, concept anywhere you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I actually, I wrote that song, uh, Lord, it had to have been 30. Thirty something years ago, and I You're way me. back no way back when uh, I uh, had a my first release ever was a, a cassette tape. This was before there was any such things as uh, CDs, mm-hmm. and, and I had eleven songs on there, and the and the release the album was called Eleven Songs, and that that was on there, uh, and it was the whole thing was. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that, I thought there was some pretty decent songs on there. And I, I had some friends that kept saying, "Man, that's a, you should re-release that song." So I, I kind of did it totally different than it was on the fir- original release. Uh, but yeah, that that's where that song came from. I wrote that. Uh, oh gosh, I don't know, thirty thirty-five years ago, yeah, forty years,
0: something.
1: maybe wow. forty years ago. Um,
0: well, the song, the song is called Old Town, and our guest today is Tony Brook from Waverly, Alabama. We're going to give a listen to the song Old Town. Podcast. We'll get back to talking to Tony very, very shortly. Uh, if you're a 30 amp guy, are, well, are you? Because like I have a 50, I have a 100 watt amp. But this 30 amp from Landry Amps beats them both. The LS30 came from Bill Landry taking the lower gain section of his distortion channel and made one channel lower wattage, EL34 powered amplifier. And then he divided that one channel into two. With a, a shared tone stack. He added a few switches for brightness, separate gain controls, master volumes, and bam! The LS30 from Landry Amps, with all the goodness of an EL34. A clean channel that can transition to beautifully clean, to even a slightly distorted sound, while the distortion channel has two levels of gain, one for rhythm, one for lead, all operated with a foot switch. plus it features tube buffered effects loops and reverb. All this, and barely over 25 pounds the ls30 from Landry landryamps at landryamps.com they also have a youtube channel at landryamps sweet and back with tony brook and waverly alabama so you said earlier you said you were in england you've traveled a lot you, you don't yeah. just play like in alabama you've been around
1: yeah i um yeah i I, I was over there a lot over the last uh, twelve, thirteen years, and uh, it's a lot of a lot of uh, music fans over there, a lot of musicians over there. So It's just a wonderful place for for music. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Did you go to uh, London, or did you go all over the country? Did you go all over the continent, or what?
1: Yeah, I I <clears throat> I, I tried to avoid London like the plague. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> played there a few times uh I uh, I never had a, a work visa so I had to keep it on down low I did mostly pubs I did a few okay. I did a few um a uh, few festivals and uh did some opening acts for a few bands but um yeah it, they're pretty they're pretty strict about that I, but you know in order for me to spend time with Eve, I just was retired and uh, I've come to see my partner, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
0: Okay? <laughs> so I, I, I met Eve, Mary, uh, yeah, briefly uh-huh. at the beginning of the interview, and I did notice that accent. I and mean, then I, I just put the two together when you said a, yeah. a while ago that you, but that's yeah. where you met her. You met her there? Did you meet her in the States? No,
1: actually, I was uh, 20, I think it was 2010, April of 2010. I was, uh, on a Tuesday nights, so I was running a, uh, an open mic when I was, uh, in town at a place called the strut and duck. And, uh, she was with a, uh, a couple and they were, uh, uh a folk group called Bare, barefoot for native. And they were, they were, uh, do, they were riding around, uh, the Southeast playing gigs here and there, where they, wherever they could. And so they, walked in uh, strutting dog one Tuesday night while I was doing a uh, open mic and got up and played some tunes. And then uh, uh, as usual, a bunch of the musicians wound up uh, over at my place and I invited them. And uh, I think I just went back there and went to sleep, but they all (laughs) played, played music till sun up. And uh, that's where we met and they were coming and going and Atlanta, New Orleans, Mobile, Alabama, down the Gulf Coast, and up to DC and all over the place. And I just told them if they were in, in uh, driving distance, I just told them where the key was to the house, and because I was all over the place too. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't here, just to help yourself, just give me a call. And, and uh, yeah, so they, yeah. They, they they stayed here quite a bit, with, if I was here or not. So that's very that, cool yeah and then she she invited me over we spent uh that uh i think new 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 year's uh 2011 in uh london i believe anyway we spent that in london uh for uh new year's eve and uh yeah that was uh we came closer friends i guess you'd say and then uh You know, it went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then when, you know, when the insanity of the last uh, couple of years, 2021 came about, we couldn't travel and uh, I couldn't travel. And so we just decided to get married, you know, if that's what. uh, And and we had a little encouragement from the uh, customs people because they they told uh, yeah they they said y'all need to do something else. I mean, you know, it's a, uh
0: they uh,
1: they seemed to think we should get married so we did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, that, so so much for the love and the romance. It's just to to, yeah. to, to get by uh, border border security a lot easier.
1: Yeah, it was uh pretty crazy, you know. They uh, you know, they they would uh it's amazing how much power these people have or yeah. think they have, yeah. but uh, yeah. at the, the world's not, <laughs> the world is a, a different place uh, if you get off the surface and dig a little deeper, you know,
0: but. A conversation for another format for sure, but I'm, I'm absolutely. With you. yeah, I'm with you on that. So tell me, the next song we're going to listen to is, uh, see how I quickly changed the subject.
1: (laughs) There you go. Good idea. The next song
0: we're going to talk about is a song called Angel Dust. And, well, you know, I have a different experience of what Angel Dust is because I grew up in St. Louis and I did a lot of work in inner city. So Angel Dust has a different meaning probably than your song.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it, it, uh, It catches people's attention because they think it's a song about, uh, Really? horse tranquilizer or whatever angel dust was but uh but it's uh it's 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 uh i guess it's a love song of sorts or yeah. or uh you know a a, a, a near miss song uh but uh yeah honestly i uh i can't really remember the circumstances of of i know i wrote it here at the house i remember writing it but uh so see, this, isn't, those...
0: this isn't a 30 year old song this is more no
1: French. no no it's uh it's more like 10 year old song <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you find the do you find your songs are somewhat like children though you have a lot of them but you yeah. you, you you have certain memories about this song or that song you know like you yeah. would with a child you know
1: oh yeah yeah some songs you know that uh oddly enough that it they seem to come from somewhere else and, uh, they just appear, uh, and you got to catch them when they come by, you know, or, or you yeah. lose it. And well, uh, that's,
0: that's a great way of putting it. Cause I know guys will sit there and they'll just, what are you doing today? I've been working on a song for how long? Six hours now, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just but walk some away of, from it. Yeah. I think this, I think this song was one of those that came about, uh, something to do with the whole, um, uh, Experience of, of being across the pond uh, with uh, you know that uh, English slash Scottish slash Irish uh, type of sound and uh, uh, and then uh, it, it, it was one uh, that came to me real quick if that makes any sense.
0: And, no, uh, it, that's neat that how that evolves. Uh, like I said, yeah. I know people that people I've talked to. On, on the podcast, that they'll sit there and they'll, they'll labor over something and then they walk away from it and then bam, yeah. out of nowhere, yeah. boom, yeah. there it is. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. And, right. So, yeah. Well, let's give it a listen. What do you say, Tony? Oh, okay. Sounds great. Uh, so we're with Tony Brook from uh, uh, Waverly, Alabama, and this is a song called Angel Dust. One, two, three, four. One, two, three,
1: four. I remember the night when we met, the 25th of June I could not forget, and I never had the pleasure gaining your trust through tears as dry as angel dust. Tears as dry as angel dust, where they never were forever, and God I trust, there stands a tin man covered in rust, tears as dry as angel dust. Think of that night each and every day You watch me watching you walk away All the while I was thinking ain't it just my love To tears as dry as angel dust Tears as dry as angels dust where well, never were forever in God I trust There stands a tin man covered in rust From tears as dry as angel dust Well, I lied to myself, it don't mean a thing. I swear to you on a wedding ring, you may never ever love me but try, I must do tears as dry as angels dust. Tears as dry as angels, that's weather well, never forever and God I trust, there's stands a tin man covered in rust from tears as dry as angels dust. As dry as angel dust, weather well, and woofer and God I trust, there stands a tin man covered in rust, from tears as dry as angel
0: dust. Tony Brook from Waverly, Alabama. One of the things I wanted to do with the podcast, by the way, is to introduce you to some unique things that happen in the music industry. One such thing is a place called Sticky's Cabana, right smack dab in the middle of the country, in the middle of Missouri and Columbia, home of the Mizzou Tigers. The thing that most intrigued me about Sticky's Cabana was their dedication to giving back to the community, particularly our veterans. In fact, three of the last four owners are all veterans at Sticky's Cabana. When I first began chatting with the owner, Chris Hayden, I wanted to feature his band and his music. But the more we talked about it, and we talked about this charitable venue side of it, the more we thought, well, that's the thing we should talk about. Not not the band, not the music. Let's talk about Sticky's Cabana, because what they do, you know, these guys have their, they have their own podcast, so they really don't need the exposure. But what we do need is to like, remind people why we do stuff, you know? So instead of playing a gig at some venue, work your way to middle of America, will you? Set up a show with some give-back connections. Reach out to Chris at Sticky's Cabana in Columbia, Missouri. Sticky's Cabana. You can find him on Facebook. And we are with Tony Brook from Waverly, Alabama. I love this song. This song, I, before we began the podcast and recording the podcast, I listened To music and this hook to this song has been with me all day today and the song is alabama crossroads and i just love it just the simplicity of it and the complexity Uh at the same time you know what i mean because you've got a lot of things going on there you got a really cool slide going on in there and it's just got that uh that melody so are you at an alabama crossroads were you at an alabama crossroads when you wrote this or what (laughs)
1: <laughs> i think uh i think george nicholson helped me write this song um uh, uh when i was at uh, a little place called alboro and uh it was a uh, we were throwing around some ideas one day and I, I was playing some slide which i normally do and uh and uh we just you know came up with uh with a song out of some uh past stories <laughs> 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 and, and put them all together. And uh, that, that's kind of how the song evolved. And that's uh, yeah, a lot of fun to play and people, people, people get into it. It's uh, to, to
0: me, it, it captures, it captures like country, but it captures that Delta blues and puts yeah. it together yeah. so well. It's, it's a real catchy tune. You get a lot Thank of success you. from that playing it out or anything. Or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I play it out quite a bit. Um, I, uh, it, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's one of those that kind of get, gets, catches a lot of people's attention. And, uh, I used to see their head bobbing and, you know, dancing up to the bar to get another drink or something. So. Right, right.
0: But yeah. yeah, as long as you've got them engaged, then you know you got something there, right? That's right. That's right. When when, when they uh when they start watching the basketball game on it's on the corner of TV or they start flipping open their phone and start talking on Facebook to their buddies, that's when you know ah, yeah. they will do something different. But this yeah. one, I just loved it. Like I said, there's just the that that hook to it really stuck with me. And, uh, thanks, uh, man. Uh, Thank you. You know, I'd, I'd listen to music from musicians all over the country saying, "Hey, put me on the podcast. Put me in the podcast." But this is a song that really stood out. So there's something to that. And I'm not sure if I'm hitting it exactly right. But uh, yeah, man. Why, one of the cool things about the podcast is I don't have to just be the only one that listens. Everybody else can listen to and ha- cast their own vote. So we're going to give it a listen to. A song called yeah, man. Alabama Crossroads with Tony Brook. There you go.
1: I got a girl, she's a Delta Queen She can be sweet, she can be mean She said come and see me when you're in town But you better wait till the sun goes down I don't want my other man to know Bye bye Mississippi, here I go Alabama Crossroads, I don't care which way the wind blows, north, south, east, west. Can't say which way's the best. So long to below, I'm out an Alabama crossroad. I'm out of in Florida, gonna throw my belt. I'm at an Alabama crossroads. Don't care which way the wind blows, north, south, east west. Can't say which way's the best. So I'm good for Mexico. I'm at an Alabama crossroads. That you ever did see Then I left her for a Georgia peach She pulled a gun and took a shot at me Then she tried to cut me with her knife I barely made it out of there with my life Say which way's the best
0: not really just waverly you're all over the state because you just play everywhere so uh we're in july now so tell me what's coming up the rest of the summer anything else coming up for you this year new cds new tours festivals what's going on
1: yeah i'm gonna um i'm working on some uh some new songs uh uh mary and i've been working on some stuff and we're gonna try to do some co-writing with some other artists um up and coming artists, maybe up in the Nashville area, and um, I'll be playing down at uh, the Gulf of Mexico uh quite a bit the rest of the summer. Uh,
0: down at there's uh,
1: legendary.
0: Well, I was gonna ask about that casino circuit down a... there, like in Biloxi and down around there, Mobile and all that.
1: No, no, I'm more, I'm more over uh, on the eastern, uh, let's see. Okay. May, uh, towards Pensacola uh, I got you. and uh, Fort Walton area and Orange Beach, Alabama, which uh, a lot of people don't even realize that Alabama has a coast, but it does beautiful coast And uh, there's a legendary uh, roadhouse on the beach down there that's been there since the early 60s uh, called the Florabama. Oh, really? And,
0: yeah. I, I think as a kid, no, you sent this. I think as a kid, we used to go to a place called Dolphin Island.
1: Oh absolutely. That's, yeah that's, that's, that's off the coast, right? Yeah, that's uh that's an island out uh, uh across from the Fort Morgan peninsula, which is a long peninsula uh, from uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. Uh there was uh mainly back, it's that whole area was settled by of course the Indians and then the spanish french english everybody else had a, a, a ship and a cannon and you know a bunch of pirates they all settled it but <laughs> uh yeah you know, dolphin island's right there right uh right there i guess you'd say right on the out, outer outskirts of mobile bay there gotcha. uh and, and uh, is
0: that the area that you're talking about where you play down around there? yeah lake?
1: yeah it's, it's it's close um as a crow i mean it's a crow flies it's uh I Don't know from Dolphin Island, probably about 40, 40 miles, but uh, Alex, Florida, is right on the Alabama Florida line, and um, you know, they uh, there's you know, everybody uh, has played there at one time or another. They have a really big uh, songwriters festival every year, and I played it for that like, last 15 or 20 years. Um, I played school. I probably won't play this year. They're making a few, uh, changes and which is fine. You know, I've been fortunate enough to play it for a long time, but met a lot of cool people, uh, wound up on a record in Sweden of all things because of the songwriters festival. It's, uh, you know, just crazy stuff like that. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it is amazing. It's, uh, you know, um, uh, but yeah, that's a wonderful place. Uh, and uh be so, down there a lot i don't i don't have a whole lot of uh festivals at this time coming up but that's my own fault I hadn't uh, really pursued a lot but it, it may be doing some in the fall i hope so
0: well that's but, cool uh, yeah, yeah i mean there's still yeah. a lot of year left right
1: oh yeah absolutely absolutely there's a whole lot and people are uh n- new things popping up every day people are getting excited about living again and uh, not not scared to death hiding under the bed with a mask on and you know it's uh it's things are things are are whatever normal is it seems like it's getting close to that again so uh
0: yeah it's close close to the there you go there's a song title for you close to the near nor, close to the new normal about that
1: yeah that's right (laughs) hey tell me about this place that you were talking about uh during the break about uh in Missouri, I've got my, one of my best friends in the world, Bill Beckwith, lives up there in uh, Columbia, uh, Missouri. Oh, yeah.
0: So, uh as one yeah. of our sponsors, it's a place right in Columbia, right right smack dab in the middle of the state. You know, you, you take okay. somebody from St. Louis to Kansas City, it's right there in the middle. And yeah, uh, it's yeah. called Sticky's Cabana. And, okay. Uh, uh, I'll check had, it out. They've had a few different owners there yeah. uh, that are all veterans. But instead of, like, when I talked with uh, the owner of this time, he said that, uh, uh, that like his band will play there but instead of playing for money they're the money that the, the proceeds that they bring in the proceeds that the bar makes most of it goes to veterans it's such a cool awesome. concept nobody's doing it to make the money i mean they make them you know you make your money during that yeah. match. but when well, they do I like an occasional it. show or whatever
1: yeah i'll check it out i've got a like i said one of my best friends in the world lives there and i would never heard of the place so uh, maybe we'll uh maybe we'll book a little tour up through there and
0: I don't even know uh, if the place is still there anymore, but years ago I worked in radio at a radio station in Columbia and I was a DJ at yeah. the only country bar in Columbia because it's, you know, a college town. So country's not a right. big thing, but there's a place called Maxi's right okay. on main street. And I used to play, uh, uh, play DJ there. And then I think they got rid of the DJ and brought, started bringing in live music. So I, that's another place to look at if you go out that way, I mean, because you're going to go cool. from, from Alabama to Missouri, may as well make it worth your while. Right.
1: Oh yeah. I went out, um, I did a little uh, run out there a couple of years ago, two or three years ago. It might have been while COVID was going on. I can't, but uh, yeah, Missouri's a kind of fascinating place. Uh, I could see why all those outlaws uh, <laughs> hit, <laughs> hit, hit out there. There's there's a lot of places to hide. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's right. Justin James Hideout's right there, right? Right that's there, that's in the Mermaid Caverns. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only- it. Tony, has been a lot of fun, man. I enjoyed the conversation and uh, good luck to you. Hope to cross paths with you again down the road. We've been with with Tony Brook from Waverly, Alabama. And uh, next week, we're headed to Alaska. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the music of America.